And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play by play coming to you live here on this Tuesday. Casey just clear here. I got to tell y'all right now, man, I, I got a frog in my throat. I'm going to be hoarse. I'm going to be turning off the mic to cough. I've been having a cold for three months now. The regular listeners to the show know this already, um, but we're fighting it pretty hard today. We've got a fun show coming your way today. Uh, a little hybrid mix of some football and some basketball as it is that time of the year where we're kind of in between, right? We've got the ending of football. We've got local teams trying to make it to the Dome, trying to make a run for the state championship. But we got basketball teams that are practicing, basketball teams that are on the floor that are trying to get their seasons off right. We've got jamborees and stuff coming up in the next couple of days. So in the next segment of the show, in the spirit of basketball season, we're going to Cornell Scott. We're going to have him on. He's the Ellender Memorial boys basketball coach. We'll have him on. Talk to him about his team's preseason and some of the things that he likes and maybe doesn't like over in Patriot Land. Then at noon, look, we got to talk about the debacle that was Monday Night Football, right? <clears throat> the Saints fall flat in the dome on Monday Night Football, lose to the Baltimore Ravens. We'll talk about that at noon. I'll get my thoughts on why it's probably time that Saints fans just accept it's not going to be a playoff year. I don't care what Tampa's doing, I don't care what Atlanta's doing. You're not going to be able to win enough games to get in. We'll talk about that at noon. 12-15, it's Tuesday. It's Terrebonne General Tuesday. Stan Gravois and myself will be chatting about local sports for old 20, 25 minutes. We'll talk about the LSU-Alabama game and so much more. Um, and then it's also a reminder that tomorrow, tomorrow we'll be at Terrebonne General in the locker room for Terrebonne General Tri-Parish Media Day for uh, boys and girls basketball. We'll be talking to the local basketball coaches about their upcoming seasons. We'll have just about everybody out there. and can't wait to uh, be a part of that, and it'll be a wonderful afternoon. Certainly, we'll be talking about some sports and you know getting everybody together and uh, passing a good time. Um, but first, we didn't do this much yesterday, right? Because we were so enamored with LSU and Alabama. We didn't talk a whole lot about the football playoff brackets. We didn't talk a whole lot about where the local teams are going. We just kind of loosely gave a rundown. We're going to break it down a little bit more for a little bit more um thoroughly today. Division 1 non-select. We don't have a directly local team in Division 1 non-select. We have Hanville who's number 16. They're going to be hosting Wachita Parish on Friday night in the opening round. We have Destrehan, who's the number three seed. They've got an opening round bye. Um, East St. John's the number 11 seed. They'll be hosting Walker. All of our local teams missed out. Um, Thibodeau just missed out. They finished like 30th or something like that. South Terrebonne was a little bit further behind, maybe 31, 32, something like that. I talked a little bit yesterday about the South Terrebonne situation and how for my dollar they were kind of cheated out of the playoffs. But now, you know, I want to spend a little more time today talking about the Thibodeau High situation as the Tigers thought that they had a great shot to get in at four and six, but just had really bad luck on Friday night. They knew going in, hey, Destrahan um, is going to be tough. That's likely not going to be a game that we are going to win. But they gave it their best shot, obviously. They competed and played as hard as they could, but they knew they were a big underdog going into that. They needed the teams around them. They went into the week seeded 28th. They needed the teams around them to lose so they could hold their seeding. 
and it just didn't materialize. Zachary's the last team into the postseason. They actually got a Week 10 victory over Live Oak, 21 to nothing. That solidified their spot um, and others around them in that general vicinity also got wins and punched their tickets in. So for Thibodeau, it ends their season with a 4-6 and six record. A little bit of a disappointing year for the Tigers because, man, they had so many explosive players, so many talented playmakers. They just were never quite able to put it all together against what was a brutally tough schedule. And I think that that's the prevailing and overriding theme of the season is that while, yeah, man, it's great to get points and it's great to play that tough of a schedule, you got to get some wins too. You know, you lose to an eight-win team, you get eight points. But you beat a three-win team, you get 13 points, right? So if you're going to schedule tough, you got to at least win some of them. And Thibodeau, unfortunately, was in the situation where every time they faced a big dog, they came out on the wrong end of it. Not, excuse me, non-select division two. We have some local teams who are going to be, or quasi-local teams who are going to be in the postseason. We've got Lutcher, who's the number six team in the state. They're going to be hosting Wasman in the opening round, um, and that's really the only one because the big blow of Friday night was Assumption dropping out. Assumption lost to South Terrebonne on Friday. They entered the week looking like they were pretty safely in. They were seated like 21 or 22. They lose to South Terrebonne, and I tried to warn people over on my Patreon. I did a playoff forecast. I tried to warn people. In fact, let me go ahead and pull up what I said over on my Patreon about Assumption because the gap that they had, like, yeah, they were 21 or 22 or whatever it may be, but there was not a lot of separation between they and number 29. So I always kind of felt like this was possible. And a lot of folks were like, nah, man, you ain't right about that. You know, they're, they're comfortably in. I said this last week. I said, assumption is number 22 right now, and they're likely in. But they could use a Week 10 win over South Terrebonne because the Mustangs score is 10.140. That's narrowly above many of the teams behind them. If they fall to South Terrebonne, and others below them all win, there is a small chance they could miss out of the playoffs altogether. And that's exactly what happened. It's exactly what happened. It's a long fall to drop from 22 to 29 in one week, but that's what happened. They, you know, they left it, and boxing, the old expression is don't leave it in the hands of the judges. That's what they did. They left it in the hands of the judges. They had a chance to win and punch their ticket. They left it in the hands of the judges, and they ended up getting left out. Division two select, we've got a, couple of local teams who will be in including one of the best teams in the state that's ed white they're the number four seed they've got an opening round by they're going to be hosting the winner between evangel and astruma next friday out in thibodeau ed white um it's hammered st james on friday night uh 49 to 26 they're coming into the game hot they've won what six yeah six games in a row coming in they're nine and one on the season Evangel's going to beat Estruma, so it'll be Evangel. That'll be the, the second-round matchup for E.D. White. I would be very surprised if Estruma were able to compete with Evangel's, but that'd be power on power, man. That's going to be two programs that are used to winning and two programs that have had very good seasons. You go look at Evangel, and yeah, it's not the Evangel of years past. That's one of the best teams in the entire state of Louisiana, but it's a 6-4 and four program that the losses have all come to some of the best teams in the state. Like, you're losing 8 nothing to Neville, you're a damn good football team. You're losing 37-21 to to Westgate, you're a damn good football team. You're losing 21-20 to to Northwood of Shreveport, who's 9-1, and 
you're pretty damn good. So that'd be a tough draw for E.D. White and a tough second round matchup likely against Evangel, which would be played out in Thibodeau. Vanderbilt will be going on the road on Friday night. They'll be taking on L.B. Landry in a 14 versus 19 matchup. L.B. Landry has won four games on the season. They beat Edna Carr, but everybody in the home area exhale. <laughs> they beat Edna Carr via a forfeit. That was not an actual on-field victory. They lost the game on the field. They also have victories over Booker T. Washington, New Orleans, L.W. Higgins, and they beat Belchase. That's a good win in the finale. So if you're looking for a common opponent, Belchase beat Vanderbilt. Landry beat Belchase. So this is going to be a, an, a tough game for the Terriers. They're on the road. It's supposed to be a tough game. But Vanderbilt will certainly have an opportunity, but it's going to be um, a situation where they're probably the underdogs coming in. In Division Three. We've got Homa Christian, who's the 21 seed. They're going to be traveling to take on North Lake Christian in the opening round. North Lake Christian has, let's see, count them five, seven wins on the year. So that's going to be a tough matchup for the Christian Warriors. Then you go to Division Four, and you're going to have CCA, who will be in the postseason. The Lions are going to be taking on Sacred Heart in a 14 versus 19 matchup in the opening round. So best of luck to all of our area teams and also want to wish good luck to our local volleyball teams who are going to be going to the state tournament out in Lafayette. Let me tell you about those teams and who they are and where they stand. Um, in Division Three, we have E.D. White, who is still alive. They're going to be taking on number six, Lafayette Christian, in the quarterfinals. We've also, in Division Two got Assumption, who's still alive. They're going to be taking on Bell Chase. And I believe that is the last of our local contingent, but let me just scroll through one last time and make sure. John Curtis is still alive. They're going to be taking on Academy of Sacred Heart. They've got a young lady from our area who's on the team, uh, Jackie Mellison. We wish them good luck. And also Central Catholic of Morgan City is still in it. So we wish them all the best of luck. Hope that they bring it home. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Cornell Scott of the Ellender Patriots. It's play-by-play -play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. There are a lot of reasons Tanner McGee spent the last seven years fighting for families in the legislature, but there are three that stand above the rest. Julia, Grace, and Kate. As a father of triplet girls, Tanner believes the most important things we can give our children is a loving home and a safe community. That's why he served in the legislature and why with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge our families can depend on. Pay for by the friends of Tanner McGee. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. 
When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets feels like home. If your business needs serious hustle, our internet has plenty. Switch to Rev Business All Fiber Internet with fiber optic velocity close to the speed of light. Sign up and get three months free and 30% off. Build your plan at letsrev.biz. Let's Rev. Whoever said you can't have it all, never had internet that could do it all. Switch to Rev. No contracts, no data caps, no nonsense. It's the high-speed internet you need. Build your plan at letsrev.com. Let's Rev. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for judge. Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. Tomorrow, play-by-play is going on the road. We are going to Terrebonne General for Tri-Parish Media Day. We'll be talking to all the local basketball coaches. But first, a sneak peek because we're going to Ellender right now. We have Coach Cornell Scott on the line right now. He's the men's basketball coach out there. Coach Cornell, good morning, man. How are you? Hey, good morning. How y'all doing? Good, buddy. Look, is that fun time of the year? Um, we've still got football where some teams that are chasing their road to the state championship, but now basketball's in full bloom as well. Saw some pictures of a girls' basketball scrimmage last night between Thibodeau and E.D. White. I know there's jamborees throughout the course of the week. Is that fun time of the year, brother? We're about ready to crank up the engine and get it rolling. I'm sure you guys at Ellen, they're awfully excited. Oh, yeah, this is my time of year, you know, where we get to get in the gym and, uh, you know, all those footballs ending, you know, uh, we just happen to get in the basketball gym and get on the court. Yeah, no doubt, man. Tell us about your team. Um, you guys lost a talented senior group, but I know you also return a very talented underclassman group. And let's be honest, bro, this is Ellender. You guys are going to have talent on your roster. <laughs> Tell me about your crew, man. Man, I, I think we're going we're gonna to shock some people. You know, we, we did lose a very talented group that played since freshman, but uh, I have some guys that have been, that been waiting their turn, and, you know, hopefully we see some dividends, you know, but uh, – they didn't see a lot of action because my group is so talented, you know, so it may take them a little while to get that rolling. But uh, we had a couple of scrimmages, and I really like what I've seen. Tell us about some of the players that we don't know about that we're about to soon know about. Because, look, last year I didn't know anything about this Richard Hampton kid, but 
you know, a couple weeks into the season, and I'm seeing he scored 20 points every game. We learned pretty quick. Are there any guys like that that we're going to become familiar with in the next couple weeks that we maybe don't know about right now? Yeah, you know, I do have a couple of kids. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm real high on one of my incoming freshmen, uh, Jaden Carter. You know, he used to light it up in the middle school. And, uh, you know, when I saw him during the summer, and he's a football kid, so, you know, he, he hasn't been out there yet. But during the summer, you know, he showed flashes that he could be very special on the basketball court too. You're um, do, tell me about the size, man. I know last year you guys were hoping to have the big six eight six nine, but it ended up not working out with the storm. Do you guys got some big kids in the middle, or is it going to be a group that's maybe a little bit undersized? We're going to be back to old on the basketball, where we're going to be probably about four or five guards out there just playing hard, diving on the floor, and uh, getting after it defensively. That's what we're going to have to live at, and uh. You know, I think these guys are kind of bought into that, knowing that we don't have that 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 extra big. But uh, you know, the way they're playing right now, uh, if 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 they keep it up, you know, we could be doing something special at the end of the year. People don't realize this because a lot of time has passed since the storm. I mean, we're now a year plus removed, probably about sixteen months removed. You guys still don't have a gym, man. You guys are going to be playing your home games at Terrebonne, and look, it's the same situation here down the bay. South Lafourche will still be playing in Central Lafourche. South Terrebonne will still be playing at H.L. Bourgeois, I believe. And, it, you know, it, it's it's tough. You know, it's tough. And I know last year, you know, you came on several times and you said, hey, man, like, we're just not making any excuses. We're going to just make that our, our home away from home. Now your second year going into it, the question that I have is, does it become easier knowing, you know, hey, we've done this for a year. We, we got the routine down. We know what to do. Like, does it become easier now that you've gone through a season like this before already? No, it really doesn't, and and I'll tell you why it doesn't. Uh, just the access to the gyms, you know, and, and you know, some people have been accommodating, and uh, other people haven't. You know, it's, it's like, and and my thing is, you know, if you were in that situation, how would you want that handled in in, in your way? You know, and you know, I'm one of those guys that you know, hey, I'll be so accommodating. You know, like whatever you need, you know, I kind of put you in a, and uh, some people haven't, and and you know, it's just. It's just according to, you know, what they want to do. And uh, you you kind of wish that some people would kind of be more open to uh, letting you uh, kind of get in there and, and use facilities. Very well said. And look, for our radio listeners, you're, you're saying a mouthful right there and you're telling the truth. But I got to tell you, we do radio at all the gyms in the area. And I know this, and this is a fact, and I'm not just saying this because you're on the phone with me. When we're going at Ellender, there's going to be a table ready. There's going to be chairs ready. There's going to be an extension. Like you, you're going to make sure that we're taken care of. So you're very accommodating. I wish you guys were receiving the same in return. Always, always. I remember that one time you were in the stand. I'm like, no, man, come down here, come do it on the court. <laughs> no doubt, man. Um, we talk about this often, coach. Is the expectation level at Ellender, and and we kind of touched on it earlier. It's like, look, if you guys go 16 and 14, people are going to say, man, what what what's wrong? Like that, you guys got some big shoes to fill, man. It's got to be a twenty-win year every year, or people are going to be wondering what the heck's going on down there. They do, and and I tell my guys, you know, you you really have to embrace it, and you have to know that you always have a target on your back. You're always somebody else's uh, championship game, and uh, you know how how would you respond to that? You know, and and uh, this young group, I got to see how they're going to respond. So I just have to adjust how I'm uh, pushing them and 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 getting our point across. But, 
on paper, we look pretty good. You know, I like what I see. You know, it's just once they get that first test, you know, it may take a couple of games. Hopefully it doesn't, but, you know, we prepare for it. And, uh, you know, my kids, you know, we're not going to get down. But uh, I think with the group I have, I think that they're going to be ready to play. It was a second-round season for you all. You went in the opening round, then you go to Peabody and lose a close, hard-fought game. A lot of those guys that are going to be returnees, look, if you could go and play close at Peabody, I've been there before. That's a wild environment. That's you know a blue blood high school program in the state of Louisiana. What was that learning experience like for those guys, and can you build on that and let them know, hey, if ever we're in this situation again, we're going to be more than ready for it? Yeah, well, that's why we always try to tailor our schedule to play in March, you know, like to play late February, March, because – that's the that's the kind of team that we'll meet going into the playoffs, you know, and it doesn't get any easier, you know. So we always want to make it tough on the guys, and, you know, we kind of get our practices tough to play those kind of teams, you know. So uh, we just want to make sure we play tower competition and, and, and not lose games that we shouldn't because <laughs> our schedule is rough enough. I was just about to ask that, man, as you said, you got a young team and you said a minute ago it might take a couple of games. And one of the reasons why it may take a little bit is because of what you just said. You guys are going to be playing the best of the best every time you take the floor. That's just kind of an L in their tradition. Tell us about some of the schools that you're going to be going toe-to-toe with here in non-district play. Well, you know, the couple of tournaments that we have, we're going to uh, the showdown at the lake with uh, Coach Dexter Washington and uh, at Hamilton Christian, which he brings – uh, I think at the tournament, you got uh, every team was in the top 28 except for maybe two or three teams, you know. And uh, then we're going to a Diamond Reading tournament in uh, Monroe. we always at the Sunkiss, and, uh, you know, we're still playing our Landry Walkers and, uh, you know, New Iberia. So uh, my schedule is not easy. And, and I told the kids, you know, you really have to kind of step up and just, you know, uh, ready to face that challenge. Coach, one thing that we hear often in uh, around coaching circles and throughout the state and even throughout the country is the idea of adopting a shot clock in high school basketball. I don't think I've ever asked you this question. If that were ever to be proposed in Louisiana, would Ellender be for or against that idea? Oh, I'll definitely be for it. Shot clock wouldn't bother us at all. My kids try to get the first shot anyway, so <laughs> I got to slow them down. <laughs> but, uh... I've coached with a shot clock, and I've coached without it. Uh, my philosophy is still the same, you know, and, you know, we still try to take time where we're going to hold the ball a little bit and uh, try to get it. But, uh, you know, I don't think a shot clock would hurt the game. It'll actually help the game because it'll help speed the game up and it'll help kind of, you know, uh, keep teams going. And, you know, you know, you have your schools that uh, like to hold the ball and master clock and, and which is good. I think you can still do that with the shot clock, you know? Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. Look, one thing I noticed as I pulled up your schedule, you guys are going to have some bus trips, bro. You guys are going at Carroll. That's a long trip. At Bogalusa, that's a long trip. Hamilton Christian, as you yeah. said, St. Thomas More, Wachita Parish. Um, I think that as a team, you guys are going to learn a lot about yourselves. On the road, you're going to be playing some tough opponents far away from home. Like Those are good team-building opportunities if you manage them right. I got a feeling that the Patriots – are uh, going to develop a lot in non-district play because of all those trips that you guys are making. Yes, and, and that's that's the goal. That's the goal to kind of get ready and you know, we, and like I tell the kids, you know, to get to the top twenty-eight, that's on the road. You know, you have to go be able to be uh, responsible. You know, be uh, you know, 
follow the rules and, and, and make sure we're doing everything we do on road trips, you know. And, and I have a couple of kids that I think that, that could go to the next level. I'm like, man, this is what you're going to have each and every time. So, you know, they're students first, and we want to make sure they get their grades. But, uh, you know, I think this is going to prepare them for the playoffs. Last question before we let you go. I know you guys are having your jamboree Thursday. A, who are you facing? And B, some of the what are some of the things that you're hoping to see that would make you a happy camper whenever you guys get out of the gym on Thursday? Uh, I think we're facing uh, Terrebonne and South Terrebonne. And uh, I'm kind of ready to face Terrebonne because, you know, they have Remy. Uh, Remy's a big, good big. And uh, that's what I want us to be able to handle teams that have uh, bigs. You know, we scrimmaged uh, East Ascension last night, and they had a six, seven, six, eight kid, and and I think we did a better job kind of maintaining that. And you know, I was throwing different things just to see how my guys are handling it and see what they could do. So, uh, just in case we face somebody that has a, a dominating big, and and how we're going to approach it. But uh, that's one thing that I'm looking for uh, for a Thursday. Good stuff. Well, look, brother, you coming to media day tomorrow? I'll be there. All right. Well, I'll see you then, brother. Thanks so much for the time. See you tomorrow. All right, thanks for having me. Yep, that is Coach Cornell Scott with the Ellender Patriots. We look forward to seeing him tomorrow as well as all of our coaches, men and women, for the boys and girls programs around the state. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we've got to talk about some Monday night football. But first, I didn't do this at the top of the show. Let's, uh, yeah, I think I did do this at the top of the show. I'm kind of getting deja vu as I'm going through it. I think I did thank my sponsors. But if not, we'll thank them one more time. The Blue Boot Foundation, Vince RV, located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge in Homa. Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's markets feels like home. Golden Motors where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Let's catch a break when we get back. The New Orleans Saints fell on their face last night on Monday Night Football. I'll tell you why. Maybe it's time. We stopped all this nonsense of looking at the standings and figuring out how many games back the Saints are and just realize it's not a very good football team. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. Hi, I am Rebecca Robichaud. I am a native of Lafouche Parish, born in Thibodeau. I am an attorney. My law office is on Bayou Lafouche in Raceland. I have been practicing law for 40 years. I have been a tough advocate for all my clients. I will be firm and fair as your judge. Early voting is October 25th through November 1st. Election day is November 8th. I am number 60 on the ballot. Please vote for me. Paid for by the committee to elect Rebecca Robichaud. It's the Black Friday sales event at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. 
Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. As a father of triplet girls, State Representative Tanner McGee defended our conservative family values in the legislature. Now, he wants to bring those same values to the Court of Appeal. A respected attorney with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge who upholds the Constitution, defends the rule of law, and protects our families from violent criminals, just like he protects his own. Tanner McGee for Judge. Paid for by the friends of Tanner McGee. programming note we're gonna maybe have to shuffle the deck a little bit stan just shot me a text message saying that he's been called into a meeting so his 12 15 interview spot just got bumped maybe if his if his uh meeting is short maybe we'll try to have him on at the back end of the show at 12 40 uh but that's okay either way we'll make it work we'll figure some things out uh, if we could get Stan on, that'd be great. If not, heck, we're going to see him tomorrow. We're going to be out there at uh, Terrebonne General Tri-Parish Media Day. Um, so either way, we're, we're going to get our fix. And look, if, if we don't get to talk to Stan tomorrow even, because I know tomorrow will be about having a lot of the coaches and stuff on, if we don't get the chance to talk to Stan tomorrow, then we'll just have him on Thursday if we can't get him today. So we'll we'll make that work either way. Um, but it's play-by-play play here on KLEB, and we got to talk about the Saints, man. The Saints fall flat 27-13 against the Ravens yesterday. Look, let's call it like it is. Let's be honest. It wasn't even that close. New Orleans kind of got a, a flukish touchdown there in the fourth quarter where the Ravens' defense just kind of gave up and stopped playing because they thought that um, Jawan Johnson was pushed out of bounds. And, yeah, it was just ugly. The Saints didn't play well throughout the game. It was ugly from start to finish. And now, you know, you got two sides of the fan base, right? There's one side that's angry and disgruntled and wanting to fire Dennis Allen and wanting to move on. There's another that's more optimistic of, hey, we're just one game out of first place. Like, we've still got a shot. No, you don't have a shot. Let's start right there. You don't have a shot. I said all last week the Saints had to win Monday to give themselves an opportunity. The Saints don't have a shot. I don't care what Tampa's doing. I don't care what Atlanta's doing. I care about what New Orleans is doing. And look, to win the division, at the absolute very least, you got to win seven games, right? 
And that's like the lowest number that it would be. I could easily see it being eight or nine, but at the least it'd be seven and ten, right? Where are those where are those four wins are gonna come? Okay, I'll give you Pittsburgh on Sunday. Okay, that's four. Playing the Rams, you ain't beating them. Playing the 49ers on the road, ain't beating them. Playing Tampa on the road, ain't beating them. Playing the Falcons at home, eh, I'll give you that one. That's five. Playing the Browns on the road with Watson, ain't beating them. Playing the Eagles on the road, ain't beating them. Playing Carolina, I'll give you that one. That's six. That's six, and that's me giving you generously the Atlanta win. That's the thing about saying, oh, well, you know, Tampa's not playing good, Atlanta's not playing good, and all the schedule... The schedule don't look too bad. You've lost to Tampa at home, who's not a very good football team. You've lost to Carolina, who's terrible. You've lost to the Cardinals, who are terrible. You get clobbered last night by the Ravens. You haven't won more than one game in a row all year. Why should we expect, after nine games and two months of this, why should we expect this to suddenly turn around? And then even on top of that, last night, you get even more beat up. Several key players, including several guys on the offensive and defensive lines, go out with injuries. Y'all, this is going to get worse before it gets any better. So the thing that New Orleans needs to do, play the rest of the year, try to win all of them. And if if that gets you an opportunity to play an 18th game, hey, so be it. I don't think it will, but if it does, so be it. There's no reason to tank because you don't have your your pick. But I would be more inclined to maybe try some stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. If Andy Dalton's struggling, let's try Taysom Hill at quarterback every once in a while. If they're both struggling, let's go back to Jameis Winston. Let's try some creative things with Olave. Let's get him more involved. Because what you're going to be approaching in the offseason in New Orleans is a situation where you're going to have to start reshaping and revamping your roster. New Orleans is upwards of $50 million over the salary cap when the offseason ends. And they don't have a first-round pick. You could restructure until the cows come home, and I'm sure Mickey Loomis will do some of that stuff with some guys when it makes sense. But the only thing that restructuring does is it just pushes back the date that the rents do, really. I think this is the offseason where New Orleans needs to just suck it up and pay that rent and just get rid of a lot of these guys. You've got a defense that is featured by Cam Jordan, who's 33 years old. And it's a defense that also features DeMario Davis, who's in his 30s. DeMario Davis is 33 years old. It's a defense that features Tyron Matthew, who's 30 years old, but looks like he's 70. Offensively, you've got Michael Thomas, who... Doesn't, I'm not going to get on that soapbox. He doesn't want to be in New Orleans. He's not playing for different reasons. Andrus Pete is 29 years old. You know, James Hurst, your left tackle, is 30. Jarvis Landry, your free agent acquisition at receivers, 29. A lot of these guys 
within the next two to three years are not going to Sorry, I had to pause the mic to sneeze. I told you it was going to be a struggle today. A lot of these guys, if you wait for another year or two, are not going to have any value anymore. Like, you've got guys right now that could potentially be useful to other teams. They could potentially get you some mid-round picks or even some second or third-round picks. But if you keep waiting, they're not going to be useful to you anymore. And that's the challenge of the Saints offseason is that we don't have a first-round pick. We don't have salary cap space, so how do we get better? And I think that the way that you get better is by accepting that you need to get worse before you get better. I think this is the offseason where Loomis needs to move on from Cam Jordan, trade him away, or release him, whatever makes the most sense for the salary cap. And he's a great player. I'm not saying that he's washed up, blah, blah, blah. But I think what we're getting at is, The Saints over the last several years have always just kicked the can a little further down the road with the idea that this big run was about to come and they're going to have one last shot at it and they're talented enough to win right now and we're going to take one last stab at it. We're going to try to get into the playoffs and get lucky and try to make that push and try to raise the Lombardi Trophy with this core group one more time. And I think we all, after watching nine games this season, understand a couple of things. A, this roster isn't good enough. B, this head coach probably couldn't make it happen even if the roster was good enough. And C, from doing this for long enough, you're very deficient financially and within the draft, and it's time to start restocking. I think it's the offseason to get rid of a lot of these veterans. I think it's the offseason to try to restock your cupboard of picks and go and attack it from the draft. Get younger, which in result will make you hungrier. Look at what Seattle's doing right now, man. Seattle don't have any business being where they are, but they just play so damn hard. And I think that's the best path forward for New Orleans, but the key to that is understanding that it is going to take a little time. And that's frustrating for fans. That's hard to hear. It's hard to understand that, hey, you're 3-6 and and you're not very good right now. That's a hard thing to hear. That's a tough pill to swallow. It's hard to understand that, Hey, if you get rid of Cam Jordan and DeMario Davis and you trade those guys and you try to get some draft picks and get younger, that means next year's probably going to be tough too. But it's the right way to do it. It's the right way to do it. It's the way that the Eagles did it. It's the way that the Bengals did it. It's the way that just about everybody in the NFL does it. You get draft picks, you cash in on them, you get young players who are going to be under contract for a long time, They're hungry. They're ready to perform. Then you roll the ball out and let's go get it. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Um, One other thing that I want to talk about, um, excuse me, that happened in the NFL is it looks like, it looks like my Dallas Cowboys are flirting pretty heavily with Odell Beckham Jr., Odell reportedly just got cleared to play. The Cowboys desperately need depth at wide receiver. They've got one wide receiver. They've got C.D. Lamb. That's it. Odell was productive last year for the Rams in limited action. He had 44 catches, 537 yards, and five touchdowns. Jerry Jones did what Jerry Jones does, and he talked, and he opened his mouth, and he said that um, Odell Beckham is someone we have all the appreciation in the world for what he is as a competitor, 
and know that the cowboy star in the helmet when he puts it on could look pretty damn good. So we'll see. There are certainly concerns with Odell. There are concerns about the health. There are concerns about how good he still is today, right? I mean, he's now had several injuries. He's now, you know, a little older. He's, you know, 30 years old now. And is he still going to be effective? There's the attitude issues of if he doesn't get the ball, like he's going to start pouting. He's going to start, you know, doing what Odell does. So those things are all concerns. But we'll see how it goes. And we'll see. The Odell Beckham sweepstakes are going to end here soon. He's going to pick his team. I don't know if it'll be Dallas. I don't know if it'll be Buffalo. I mean, he's he's on everybody's list right now. But we'll see how that shakes out. But what I want to talk about, and I, I kind of got off on a tangent because I saw the Odell headline, but what I want to talk about are the Colts. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts, right? We talked yesterday about how they made their decision to fire Frank Wright. And I told you how unfair and stupid I thought that was. It's a guy who was 3-3-1. Three, three and one. The owner then says, hey, you're benching Matt Ryan. And predictably... Because you bench Matt Ryan, you start to stink, and you lose the next two games badly, can't move the ball. Then the owner decides, oh, I don't like that we're not competitive. I'm getting rid of the coach. The coach who's struggling because of the decision that the owner made forcing them to bench Matt Ryan, and they fire Frank Wright. Okay, that's cool. If you want to fire Frank Wright, that's cool. Do they hire an interim coach who's already in the building? Like, do they make their defensive coordinator the head coach for the rest of the year? Nah, bruh. They hired Jeff Saturday, a former great Colts player, but a dude who's never coached in professional or college football before, ever. Jeff Saturday will be the interim coach for the Indianapolis Colts. He's going to coach the team for the rest of the season. He's not been in the building all season. He doesn't know the players nor the personnel. He doesn't know the terminology that they're using offensively nor defensively. He doesn't know any of that stuff. And now his job is going to be to lead an NFL team for the rest of the season. Good luck, sir. Good luck, sir. And you know what else I say good luck to? I say good luck to the Colts for trying to find somebody to replace Frank Wright long-term at the end of the season. Who's going to want to go there? Who's going to want to go there? I've never seen anything like this before. I have never seen a situation play out like this before. Where you bring in a guy from outside of the building like that. That's so unheard of to me. So unlike anything that we've ever seen in the NFL before. This is insane. But that's what the Colts are trying to do. They're trying to make it happen. And we'll, we certainly wish them luck. Hopefully it turns out okay. But, oh, man, oh, man, do I ever have my doubts. I don't think that this is going to go as well for them as they think it will. It reminds me of when Nichols, back in the day, tried to bring Steve Axman in after Charlie Stubbs resigned. And, predictably, that didn't go very well either. They lost all the rest of their games. not going to say the Colts are going to lose all the rest of their games. Professional football is a little bit of a different animal. But that's a hard transition to bring in a guy completely from the outside and just throw him the keys and say, all right, here's here's the you know the Corvette. Go drive it. Don't wreck. It's going to be tough for the Colts the rest of the year. Let's catch a break when we get back. Talk maybe a little college basketball, some things we like, don't like. Maybe talk a little NBA. The Pelicans took a tough one last night. 
I've got some things to say about Zion Williamson. They're going to probably piss you guys off. Stick around for that. But it needs to be said, man. Uh, let's talk about that in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for judge. Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. Do you want a free, easy-go gas golf cart? Golden Motors is given a brand new golf cart. All you must do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle, and you get a chance to win. By November 1st till January 31st, and you get a chance to win a new EasyGo Gas golf cart. Come to Golden Motors and get your new pre-owned or car, truck, or SUV and get a chance to bring home a new golf cart. Oh, by the way, we have a great selection of Chevy Silverados and Equinox or Trailblazers, and they're arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. Come see us on Highway 3235 and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe Septic at viscom.net. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Wrestling has more than one royal family. It was incredible last night because in addition to watching the New Orleans Saints, I watched probably about 30 college basketball games. I put ESPN, not start to finish, obviously, but I put on my ESPN Plus, just flipping through, watching a little bit of this game, watching a little bit of that game, 
Watched North Carolina play last night. They're the number one team in the country. They got a win. Didn't look incredible. They looked beatable, certainly, but they got a win last night. Defended their home floor, took care of business. Um, man, college basketball this season is going to be very, very interesting because while the Tar Heels are ranked number one right now, I don't know that you could say with certainty that there's like a clear top dog, you know, right? I saw Gonzaga last night. They looked good. I saw Houston, Kentucky, like all the teams that I watched last night looked talented, looked very athletic. And I think it's as open as it's been for a long time. Now, let's do this. Let's talk about LSU women's basketball for a second. And then we'll talk a little bit about LSU men's basketball um, because the Tigers are actually going to be opening up their regular season tomorrow. LSU will be opening up their regular season on Wednesday against Kansas City over the PMAC. Um, we don't talk about women's college basketball much until like the tournament starts or until we get to the Final Four. But if you're a fan of the sport or if you're just a fan of LSU, You've got to be jacked up right now at what Coach Mulkey has rolling there in that program. Last year, LSU won 26 games. It was a team on a roster that the year before was under 500. LSU had no business winning 26 games last year. Now in the offseason, Mulkey, of course, spent her time getting in her players, her recruits, bringing in some five-star talent, hitting the transfer portal. LSU is going to be ridiculous this season. They're going to be in contention and be amongst the top teams in the entire country. Last night, facing Bellarmine, which, look, that's that's a nobody, right? LSU, even when LSU was down under Coach, you know, um, Coach Fargus, even when LSU was under Coach Fargus, they would have won this game. But what they wouldn't have done is they wouldn't have scored 125 points. LSU won 125 to 50 last night. LSU won by 75 points last night. Angel Reese, the prize transfer from Maryland that the Tigers got one of the best players in the whole country. 31 points, 13 rebounds, 4 steals, 2 blocks, 2 assists, 11 of 14 shooting. She only played 23 minutes. Got a double-double and scored 30 points and only played half of the game. Jasmine Carson had 17. Alexis Morris, 16. Flojay Johnson, 14. Kateri Poole, 14. Samaya Smith, 12. LSU spent the money, went out, and invested in their women's basketball program. They said, you know what? Fargus has sunk this ship. We're now at the bottom of the Gulf of Mexico. The ship is sunk. We've got one of two things we could do. We could either just kind of half-ass and fire Fargus and get another coach similar to her and just hope that that coach has a little spunk and every once in a while have a good team. Or we could go and spend a little extra money, which a lot of schools don't want to do because it's women's basketball, spend a little extra money, and become the best. And that's what LSU did. They spent, they spent some money. Mulkey's costing them now. It's costing them millions of dollars a year. But you got the best, and now you're going to get results like you're the best. 
LSU's entering this season, ranked in the country to start the year. I believe it's preseason number, let's see, preseason number 16. I think they're better than that. I think they're going to be a top 10 team throughout the course of the year. Last year, you made the NCAA tournament, quite frankly, should have got upset in the opening round and did lose in the second round. This year, you're going to go even beyond that. Probably go to the Sweet 16, maybe the Elite Eight if you get hot, you catch a little fire, get a good draw in the bracket. Now, next year, next year's the year that you're cutting down the nets are going to be in contention to win it all. You've got the number one player in the entire country committed. You've got several other four- and five-star players committed. Your group right now is a young group. It's a group that you're going to be returning a lot of those players. It's a stepladder process. Second round last year, probably third or fourth round this year, probably Final Four a bust next year. Somewhere along the line, you keep giving yourself opportunities. You're going to cut down the nets and you're going to win it all. Mulkey's going to lead LSU to the national championship. And that's what's so exciting about Baton Rouge right now. I think most people would agree that over the next 10 years, Brian Kelly's going to win at least one. Mulkey over the next 10 years is going to win at least one. Jay Johnson over the next 10 years is going to win at least one. So all of your athletic programs, and we're waiting to see Matt McMahon, but all accounts are that he's pretty damn good too. All of your athletic programs are in great position. All of your athletic programs are doing great things and have the right people in position. So I just wanted to shout that out. We don't talk women's basketball often, but it was alarming to me. You don't often see anybody win by 75. But that's what LSU did yesterday, and boy, they looked really, really good doing it. I'm excited for the Lady Tigers. Now, let's talk about the Pelicans. This is a little bit of a of a downer. This is a little bit of a bummer to me. The New Orleans Pelicans lost last night to the Indiana Pacers 129-122. to I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. I want to be die hard. I want to be on the bandwagon. I want to be on board. I want to root for this team really hard. And while I am, every night that they play, hoping that they do well and have a great result, there are some big holes that I see and that I have seen for a while that just are not getting filled. Let's have a talk about Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson is one of the worst defenders in the NBA. He's one of the worst defenders in the NBA. He's a matador defensively. Guarding the ball, you just blow right by him. On switches, he's lazy. He gets lost. He gets stuck daydreaming sometimes, gets beat. And he's often not quick enough to handle the switches. Nor does he make the right reads on the switches at times. And sometimes that little indecision causes some good opportunities to happen for the other team. The Pacers are not a good basketball team. But last night, they lined up and shot 50% from the field against the Pelicans and made 22 three-pointers. They had 33 assists to their 43 made field goals. That's brutal. So you don't believe me, and you're saying, oh, well, how are you going to knock Zion Williams? And Zion had 26 points last night. He was 10 of 15 from the field. He was great last night. So you don't believe me. 
Okay, that's cool. Let's dig into the stats. Zion has an offensive rating of 112 this year, which means that per 100 possessions, the team produces about 100. Excuse me, per 100 possessions, the team produces about 112 points when he's in the game. That's pretty good. No, that's not pretty good. That, that's actually you know high end. That, that's good, high level, excellent offense. His defensive rating is also 112. The elite players in the NBA, there's a discrepancy between their offensive rating and their defensive rating. Their offensive rating ideally would be far higher than their defensive rating would be, meaning that, hey, you're con- you're contributing value. Your offensive performance and your defensive performance are creating a plus for our team. You would want that number to be 112 on offense and 98 on defense, which means, hey, over 100 possessions, you're a plus 14 for our team. His offensive rating is 112. His defensive rating is 112. When he's on the floor, the Pelicans aren't even a positive basketball team right now. Now, that's not all him. There are some other guys who got to up their game as well. But if Zion Williamson wants to become an elite and the best of the best and one of the top players in the NBA, he has to make an effort, at least an effort, to guard. And I hear you guys screaming. I hear it from wherever you're sitting, wherever you're working. I hear you guys screaming. You're saying, well, how are you going to say this about Zion Williamson? You're a James Harden fan. James Harden doesn't play defense. Well, guess what? Remember that deficit that I told you about a minute ago where your offensive rating is higher than your defensive rating? Let's go look at James Harden's numbers. And this is a James Harden, mind you, who's now 33 and who's not what he once was. His offensive rating is 122. His defensive rating is 112. There's a plus 10 there. For Zion Williamson, his offensive rating is 112. His defensive rating is 112. There's a zero there. There's a zero there. He's out on the floor for 100-plus possessions and not making any impact because for every point that he scores, there's another point that he's given up. And that's a big problem for New Orleans. And I know that hurts to hear. And I know that you guys are upset and are probably, oh, man, he's, he's hating on New Orleans again. But the facts and the stats are the same. While he may be scoring 26 and going 10 of 15 from the field, he's also given up 26 and is not moving the needle. Last night, the post players for Indiana, Miles Turner had 37 points and 12 rebounds. And Jalen Smith had 15 points and 11 rebounds. That's not good enough. Scoring 25 but allowing 30 is a negative. And until Zion realizes that he needs to do a little extra on the other end and scores 25 and gives up 20, he's not going to be the positive asset that the team expects him to be. And instead of being 7-3 and three or 8-2 and two to start the year, you're going to be exactly where you are, which is 5-5, five and five, with losses to teams like the Lakers, with losses to teams like the Pacers, Lost a game to the Hawks the other night that you should have won. Lost a game to the Jazz the other night that you should have won. 
And I get that Zion didn't play for all those games. But until the team fully dedicates itself on the defensive end of the floor, you're not going anywhere. In three of your last four games, you've given up 120, 120 or more points. That's not good. That's not good. And until that changes, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You can make the playoffs. Yeah, that's cool. You're losing the first round every year. Losing the first round every single year. The challenge right now in New Orleans needs to be, yo, big fella, I appreciate that you got in shape. I appreciate that you're back with us. You've got to play on both ends of the floor because right now you're not. And throughout the course of your career, you haven't. And until that happens, he's not going to be the player that New Orleans needs him to be. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Let's catch a break when we get back. Who knows what we're going to talk about. We might talk a little LSU and Arkansas in the next segment. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. There are a lot of reasons Tanner McGee spent the last seven years fighting for families in the legislature. But there are three that stand above the rest. Julia, Grace, and Kate. As a father of triplet girls, Tanner believes the most important things we can give our children is a loving home and a safe community. That's why he served in the legislature and why with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge our families can depend on. Pay for by the friends of Tanner McGee. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. 
Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Still celebrating good times as the LSU football team did beat Alabama. But, and as we'll leave this playing low and faint during this segment, it's going to be a long road ahead. But let me tell you something, man. For as fun as Saturday was, and for as fun as Sunday was, and as fun as yesterday's show was, now you get to Tuesday, and you got to realize something. You got Arkansas coming up on Saturday. And that game scares the hell out of me, man. (laughs) That game scares the hell out of me on Saturday for so many reasons, right? So many reasons this is a game that scares the daylights out of me. For one, the early kickoff. We guys know the story in the history. LSU don't like playing at 11. Tennessee beat LSU by 1,000 at 11. That's the first thing. The second thing is, LSU's at the ultimate high. The last two games, you've stormed the field. You've played Ole Miss. you played Alabama at home. You beat them both. It's the ultimate high. The program right now has more mojo and more momentum than any other program in the country. What does Arkansas have? They lost to Liberty on Saturday. They're at the lowest of low. So you've got a team that's looking over the cliff at a team that's on the ground. We know in in, in the SEC that sometimes taking something for granted gets you in trouble. Like LSU against Auburn, for instance. The Tigers showed up not ready to play and almost lost that game. So will LSU be focused? That remains to be seen. And then there's just the craziness of the LSU and Arkansas rivalry. There are some years where LSU beats them and it's a crazy game. There are some years where Arkansas beats LSU and it's a crazy game. Very rarely, very rarely do we see an LSU-Arkansas game. That's just a blowout. That's just a game where the Tigers or the Razorbacks just line up and just clobber the other team. Let me read you the results here from recent LSU-Arkansas games. Last year, Arkansas beat LSU 16-13 in overtime. That was the game where Ogeron was trying some stuff. Max Johnson didn't really play much. They're playing thus. LSU hasn't beat, but Arkansas pulls it away at the end, wins in overtime. 2020, the COVID year, LSU beats them 27-24. The Joe Burrow year, LSU killed them, 56-20. The year before that, 24-17. Then LSU had a stretch where they beat them pretty good a couple times, 33-10, 38-10. 
Arkansas had a stretch where they won a few by uh, a lot a couple times. 31 to 14, 17 nothing. But I see a lot of 31s to 20, 31 to 27 game in 2013, 20 to 13 game in 2012, 33 to 30 in 09, 31 to 30 in 08, 50 to 48 in 07, 31 to 26 in 06, 19 to 17 in 05. This is going to be a game with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Both teams are going to have a chance. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And I always get spooked because the worst memory of my collegiate experience came in the LSU and Arkansas game. That was the game where in 07, Houston Nutt is lining up with Darren McFadden at quarterback, Felix Jones, Peyton Hillis. They're running the Wildcat, and LSU just couldn't stop it. And then when they did stop it and they got him up against the chains, Darren McFadden was just throwing passes for first downs. Like, I don't know what got into McFadden in that day, but like the dude was just like throwing for first downs. Like he just became a quarterback that day. That was my worst Tiger Stadium experience, bar none, for a couple of reasons. A, the result was terrible. B, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the stats now. McFadden was 3 of 6 with a touchdown passing, in addition to rushing for 206 yards and three touchdowns. But that day started off, it was warm. That was the Friday after Thanksgiving. So you leave the family early because you're home visiting for Thanksgiving. You leave the family early. Friday morning, or I might even left Thursday night. You get to Baton Rouge. You're going to the game. You're fired up. You're the number one team in the country. You show up in the stadium, and it's warm. A front passes during the game, and by the time the game ends, it's freezing. Freezing cold. And, oh, yeah, Arkansas is beating your ass up and down the field. They beat you in four overtimes or whatever it was, and then you got to make that long, lonely walk back home In the freezing cold, that was the most miserable experience of my college life. That was a terrible night in Tiger Stadium. Now, am I certain that LSU is going to lose to Arkansas and that their hopes will be dashed? And That's not what I'm saying. And in fact, I love everything that Brian Kelly has said about this game in his press conferences and everything. They're taking the game very seriously. They're not overlooking the Razorbacks. But I'm just letting you know that there are a lot of things here. As Nick would say, rat poison. There's a lot of different traps here in place. And hopefully LSU doesn't step on any of those traps. Because look, while Arkansas may be 5-4 and four, and they may be coming in on a low after losing to Liberty, they're not that bad. They beat Cincinnati earlier this year. They beat South Carolina. That's turned into a pretty good win. Beat BYU. Beat up Auburn a couple weeks ago. They've got a very explosive offense that can move the ball. K.J. Jefferson's one of the better quarterbacks in the conference. He's got 17 touchdowns, three interceptions. they got Raheem Sanders, who's a 1,000-yard running back. He's exceptional. He's a great player. This is going to be a matchup where in the fourth quarter, both teams are going to have a chance. But for LSU, the recipe is simple, right? If you do get by Arkansas, and this is what's weird about college football now, right? It's all hatred Alabama. We don't like Alabama. Screw those guys. Everything. That's that's all you hear last week. Now, guess what? Saturday, we got to root for Alabama. (laughs) 
Because if LSU beats Arkansas Saturday and Alabama beats Ole Miss Saturday, the SEC West is over. LSU could punch their ticket to Atlanta on Saturday. And it's two things that actually Vegas says are likely to happen. LSU's like a three-and-a-half, four-point favorite against Arkansas, so they're favored to win. Alabama is a favorite on the road against Ole Miss. They're favored to win. If both of those things happen, LSU clinches their ticket to Atlanta because Ole Miss would have two losses. Um, Alabama would have two losses. LSU would have the, just the one, which would mean that even if they lost to Texas A&M in the finale, it would create, at worst, a three-way tie with which LSU would have the tiebreaker from having beat both head-to-head. So if Saturday goes according to plan, you guys can maybe start booking your reservations to Atlanta and have an opportunity to really make it roll. Let's catch a break. When we get back on play-by-play, we're going to keep the train rolling. I'll talk about some things in the headlines. Y'all, I'm going to be honest. I'm not giving any betting picks today, and it's not for any reason other than there's just no NBA games. Like, they're taking the night off because of the election. Like, there's nothing to bet on. So I'm not going to give any picks today. We're going to just do another segment of Sports Talk out of this break on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hi, I am Rebecca Robichaud. I am a native of Lafouche Parish, born in Thibodeau. I am an attorney. My law office is on Bayou Lafouche in Raceland. I have been practicing law for 40 years. I have been a tough advocate for all my clients. I will be firm and fair as your judge. Early voting is October 25th through November 1st. Election day is November 8th. I am number 60 on the ballot. Please vote for me. Paid for by the committee to elect Rebecca Robichaud. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at FenceRV.com. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. 
Look, man, we, uh, we're a sports show, and we're always going to stay a sports show. And what I'm about to tell you right now is not an endorsement for any one person. It's not an endorsement for any party. It's not anything like that. It's just me being an American telling you guys, uh, go vote today, man. I, I, it doesn't matter for who. Uh, I don't care what your beliefs are. You know, I got my own preferences and my own beliefs and my own thoughts on all of these different races, but that's not for this show. But what is for this show is me telling you, man, like if you get an opportunity today, it takes literally it, literally a minute and a half, 90 seconds of your time, and you could exercise your right. You could utilize your American privilege, and you could be part of the democracy that um, you know makes our nation great. So go out and vote today, please, please. Like, I'm urging you to do that. I did that early. Um, I know a lot of other folks in the area are exercising that right. Please join that army. And whatever side you're on, that's okay. Uh, but please do be part of the process. It's play-by-play on Kaylee B. I want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Bents RV located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. New friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. So, um, in the last segment of the show here, I told you we're not going to do any picks, man. I don't have anything to pick on. The NBA's off today. Um there's just not a whole lot happening, and I'm not going to just you know give you some random college basketball stuff just to say that we're doing it. If I'm going to give you something, it's going to be something that I legitimately think is going to win. Uh, so instead, we're going to talk some MLB to wrap up the show because free agency is underway in the MLB, and there are a lot of very prominent players in the sport who are free to sign with anybody that they choose. We start with the biggest fish, literally, physically, the biggest fish, Aaron Judge. Judge was offered a $215 million contract extension earlier in the season from the Yankees that he turned down. He bet on himself, and that's going to pay dividends. He's going to get a bigger deal than that from someone. I don't know that it'll be the Yankees. I think they'd probably be the favorites to get him. I know that there are a lot of rumors that the Giants are going to be in play. I don't know how it's going to shake out. But Aaron Judge is going to get a huge deal. He's 31, so there's still some prime years left, right? Like, guys tail off in their 30s, but it's usually the mid to late 30s. Judge is going to still be pretty good the next few years. Not pretty good. He's going to still be very good the next few years. Hell, he hit 60-plus home runs this year. So Judge will be that big fish and that big domino that people are going to be waiting to see. You've also got Jacob DeGrom, who's maybe the best pitcher in baseball when he's right. The problem is that He's never right. Like, he always is missing time with injury, and he's got things going on. And he's now 35. The, the, the Jacob DeGrom contract is going to be very interesting to me because you've got a 35-year-old starting pitcher who, as I said earlier in the segment, when he's on, he's really, really on. And he's 34, by the way. He's going to be 35 next season. I misspoke. I don't want to age him. This year in limited innings, he was 5-4 and four with a 3.08 ERA. In 64 innings, he had 102 strikeouts and he had a whip of .75. That whip is ridiculous, by the way. The fact that he had a 3.08 ERA with that whip shows that he actually probably had some pretty bad luck and his ERA should have been better. Since 2018... 
the Grom's ERAs have been the following. (laughs) 1.70, 2.43, 2 2.38, 1.08, and 3.08. For his career, in 209 starts, his ERA is 2.52. The guy's got 1,600 strikeouts in 1,300 innings. But he is 34. He does have injury concerns, and I'm curious to see what that deal is going to look like. Is someone going to put him under contract into his 40s knowing that the back end of that deal might not be so good? Or is he going to get a two- or a three-year deal with a team like Atlanta, who he reportedly wants to play for? Or a team like the Dodgers, who need starting pitching and have infinite money? How that contract looks, I think, is going to be so intriguing. But then there's some, like, Judge and DeGrom are the two most dominant players. But there are several other star players who are available. So look at the shortstops, man. This is a rich shortstop market. Trey Turner's available. Carlos Correa is available. Xander Bogarts is available. Dansby Swanson is available. Those are four of the best shortstops in the sport. Offensively, I think that Turner, Correa, and Bogarts are more advanced than Swanson. But there are a lot of analytical experts in baseball who say that Swanson may actually be the best value in terms of a new contract because he's also very good offensively. He hits 20-plus home runs, nearly at 100 RBI, They say that he is the best and has the most range of any of those guys in the field. So think about that. What's happening next year in the MLB? There's not going to be any shifts. So to have a shortstop that could play deep into the hole while not shifted, that could be a huge luxury. And I think that what we're going to see is one of these guys is going to drop the first domino And then the other is going to try to jockey to maybe get a little more, maybe just get a little bit less. But those four shortstops are going to kind of set the market. And all of the teams that they play for now may be in some order where they all end up. Like Swanson may go to the Dodgers. Bogarts may go to the the Braves. Uh, Turner may go to the the Twins. And Like I'm just throwing out random teams. But obviously if Turner leaves the Dodgers, the Dodgers need a shortstop. If Swanson leaves the Braves, the Braves need a shortstop. I think that these guys may do a little merry-go-round. They may kind of swap spots a little bit. But I think that all the teams that they currently play for are the teams that are going to be the heaviest in the market. Starting pitching. We talked about DeGrom. You got Verlander. He's 40, but he still throws darts, man. Carlos Rodon, that dude's a dog, man. He's tough. He's available. Probably the toughest offensive player that I've seen play this season was Brandon Nimmo. Dude just gets on base. He faces and sees 9-10 pitches in that bat. He's available. Clayton Kershaw's available. Jose Abreu's available. Wilson Contreras of the Cubs is available. Anthony Rizzo's available. There are so many players that are on the market that I think can make big differences to teams that are going to be available. It's going to be a matter of who's willing to spend 
and what the market's going to look like. And that's the thing about MLB free agency. Sometimes it takes a long time to develop. I think we're going to be sitting on this for a long time, but the hot stove is going to be burning, and there's going to be burning with a lot of players who could really change what an organization looks like. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. And for those of you who like to pay attention to the import players that come in, you know, the Otanis of the world, the Cuban, the Cuban players who come on over, there's a an import player from the Korean League who, let's see, has been a pro for 11 seasons. Last year had a 2.59 ERA and had a fastball of 102, who's reportedly going to be one of the best free agent pitchers sought after. Kude Singa, he's a right-handed pitcher, 30 years old. The report here on MLB.com says it's not certain that he'll sign with an MLB team, but he's going to weigh offers that he receives this winter. He has a career 2.59 ERA and a fastball of 102 in 11 professional seasons. He'll be a target of all teams needing a starting pitcher. So there's just a little wild card out there. Sometimes those guys work out. Sometimes they don't. We'll see if somebody spins on that guy and makes it happen. That's all for me today. I want to thank... um, Cornell Scott for his time. We weren't able to make it work with Stan, but that's okay. We've got Terrible and General Triparish Media Day coming up tomorrow. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Thanks for the patience, y'all. I know at times I'm turning off the mic and I'm sneezing and I'm coughing. It's part of the year for me, man. It's cold season. Thanks for the patience. Have a wonderful rest of the day. We're out in Homa tomorrow. God bless you all. Have a great day. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. As 